I get to do the tithes and offerings this morning. You want a couple of jokes? Nope. <laughs> it's not tithes and offerings without jokes. She she normally does tithes and offerings. She always has jokes, and they're always cheesy and corny. And they, all these people laugh. Pastor Jean, they all laugh and encourage her. You know, half that time you're praying for me, it's getting over those jokes is what it is. <laughs> Amen. Uh, turn, if you would, to Galatians chapter 6. And uh, today, if, if you're uh, online, you can go to givebc.org, or even if you're here, you can go to givebc.org or scan that QR code, PayPal, Facebook, all of that stuff. Um, you don't have to give. The Bible says don't give under compulsion. That means don't, be, don't give under force. Our heart is we want to love God. We give because we love God. You know, the, John 3.16, anybody ever heard that? For God so loved that he gave. So, yeah, amen, he gave. And we're supposed to give because we love. That's, that's the whole point of it. If we're given for any other reason then we're given in the wrong place. And, of course, you've had ministries that have taken advantage of that. But just, Lord, I love you. Let it come out of that heart. And when it, it's almost like when you do it like that, it's like you're planting the seed with fertilizer on it, you know, spiritual fertilizer, and, and it's a blessing. Lord, I love you. That's why I'm giving. And uh, today, uh, if, you, if you make checks out, you can make them out to Boomerang. But you'll notice that the people that are in here, you have two different envelopes. One is the white one, and one is the blue one. This is the love offering. Uh, this one's for tithes, and your normal tithes and offerings. And this, everything that's in here is going to go to Pastor Gene today. And if you're here and you don't know which one to give to, put it in the love offering, the one that goes to him. Amen. And if you're giving online, just to let you know that, you can choose a love offering or for special guests. Uh, that'll be in your choices if you're giving that way. And uh, so one of the things, I always, I don't do the tithes and offerings, but I really enjoy it. I used to, I didn't enjoy it, but I really do now. And uh, because the Lord talks a whole lot about finances. And one of the things that we found out when we first started the church, it'll be 13 years in January. Uh, in our living room, we started. And um, when we started the church, the majority of our prayer requests that we received, you want to guess what it was about? Finances. Yeah, because people had trouble with their finances. The devil was attacking their finances. Uh, there wasn't all the training that you need to. And for years and years, honestly, the church has been... Honestly, the, the American church has been pretty ignorant about what God says about finances. They don't know that he wants to bless them, and they don't understand uh, how God blesses them. I had somebody say to me yesterday is, any time the Lord wants to bless you, he'll give you an opportunity or an instruction to be obedient to. He'll give you an opportunity to sow and to give. That's how God works. A lot of things in the kingdom are upside down from the world. You know, it's kind of like the one who will be least will be greatest. The servant will be the greatest of all. Uh, when you actually need something, you plant a seed. So something goes away from you into spiritual ground so that you can receive a harvest of that. The kingdom is like that. 
And, and one of the things that Jesus says in Luke 16 is he says that the kingdom is like this seed and like these finances. He shows us that finances in the kingdom of God is actually a very little thing. He calls it a little thing. And then he says, if you don't understand what to do with this little thing, finances, how will I give you the true riches of the kingdom? How will, I, how will I move you to the real power of the kingdom of God if you don't even understand this little thing? And so it, it really it becomes important for us to understand heavenly finances and God's finances. I can tell you from experience um, that Nicole and I, you know, we, we both, we didn't realize this till we were old, and um, some of you have heard this, older she said, "Old, <laughs> older." Um, till we were older, we were adults. We were in a meeting with our leadership team one time, and they were talking about all the toys they had when they were old and uh, or when they were young. And uh, Nicole and I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember that that toy. My friend had that." And I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember that. My friends had that one. I'd go over to their house and play with that toy." And all and all of the people on the team were like, "Yeah, we had this." I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember somebody had that, uh, but I didn't. I never had that." And Nicole's like, "I never had that." And then after about forty five minutes of of this. We were like, we were poor. <laughs> we had a revelation. We were poor. We were poor. You know, we didn't have any money. And uh, when we first started going, when we first got married, when, actually when we met Pastor Gene, we were living in Popeton, out in the middle of the woods. And um, you had to get lost to find us. And um, there was, we had a house that we affectionately call the ugly house. And if we wanted to know what the weather report, we just walked into the living room and looked between the crack of the wall and the floor, and we could see outside and see if it was raining or dry. You know, uh, that was the house. We just closed that door and didn't go in that room. And uh, <laughs> that, was, that was where we lived. But you know what happened there? We started to learn about kingdom finances. We started to learn about some things, and the Lord turned things around, and he changed things. And truly today, uh, we're not, we haven't arrived, but we are much better than what we used to be. But we're still increasing. There's a, put this verse up if you would. Um, They may have to change something, but uh, Luke chapter 2 and verse 52. And I want you to see a principle of God. This is not the scriptures I was going to, uh, but I really sense to, to tell you this. I want you to see this principle of God right here. And Jesus, are we supposed to follow the lead of Jesus? Yes. Are, are we? Yes. Yeah. Do you, do you know that? Yes. Yeah. It says, and Jesus kept increasing. Just let that hit you. Yeah. Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature. Stature means maturity. And in favor, watch this, with God and man. So it's not just favor with God. He actually kept increasing in favor throughout mankind. In other words, people kept giving him favor. Kept giving him favor. What does that look like? You know, If people keep giving you favor, that means things are going well for you. So it's an increase in well-doing. It's, it's people that aren't against you. This is what Jesus increased in. And that's what, you know, this is the word. I didn't, I didn't write that scripture. The Holy Ghost wrote that scripture. 
He wants you to increase. He wants you to follow the example of Christ, and he wants you to increase. But if we don't know that or we don't accept that, then we won't walk in it. And you go over to 2 Corinthians 9 where it says, God laid out a plan, and he said, I want you to have an abundance for every good work. How many people want to do a good work for God? You 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 want to do the good deeds of God? I do too. But you know why many of us haven't been able to? We haven't been walking in the increased abundance. We haven't haven't had it because we've been taught that in order to be godly, you had to be poor. You had to be poor. That's not the word. You know, 3 John chapter 1, beloved. If you're in Christ, if you're in the family of God, you've received Jesus as your Savior. Are you the beloved of God? Put that scripture up. 3 John 1 and verse 2. Beloved. Just, just if you know it, just raise your hand right now and say, I'm his beloved. We just sang a song, I'm a child of love, right? I'm his beloved. Is that you? Are you? He says beloved. He Say, he's talking to me. He's talking to me. Um, I pray, there's the Holy Spirit speaking through men in Holy Scripture. I pray that in all respects, you may prosper and be in health just as your soul prospers. You may prosper and be in health just as your soul prospers. God wants us to grow. Remember, the word says, my people are destroyed for a lack of understanding. My people are are a lack of knowledge. My people are going into captivity for a lack of understanding. See, the devil has worked hard to keep the people of God out of the knowledge of who God really wants them to be because if he can keep them poor, if he can keep them bound up in lack, they'll never have an abundance to do the things of God. They'll never have an abundance for that. God wants you to prosper. He wants you to increase. He says, beloved, above all things, above all things, I wish that you prosper and be in health. He wants you healed too. Did you know we've had healings almost every week? Almost every week somebody's been healed. Almost every week you can be healed today. You can be healed. You can walk out of here. Today you came in and, and you felt it, you know. You felt it. You can walk out of here walking tall in Jesus' name. Healed of the Lord. Beloved, he wishes above all things that you prosper and be in health. This verse I want you to see. How does he, how does he do that? What's his process? He says in 2 Corinthians 9, if you'll purpose in your heart to sow, If you'll purpose in your heart to let go of seed into fertile ground, you'll reap a harvest and God will move you to abundance. I can tell you how many people here have actually seen that happen in your life on some level. Raise your hand. Look at that. Look around. Look around. We're not talking about a theory here. We're talking about a reality of the promise of God. We're talking about a reality of the promise of God. We've got all these testimonies. Doesn't the Lord say, let it be established by two or three witnesses? You just saw about about 50 or 60, easy. Just like that. So God will say, "I I want to prosper you. He'll give us an opportunity to release seed into fertile ground. This morning, 
we get to sow into fertile ground. We get to sow into fertile ground and into Pastor Gene. I'm so excited about it. Our our pastor. Our pastor. And see, what you may not know is I didn't blow up the church because of him. (laughs) Let that hit you. I didn't destroy it and break it all to pieces because he told me the words I needed to hear when I would have run it into the ground. That's a gift of a pastor and you're being blessed today, and you have a place where God feeds you and gives you the nutrition, the things of life, because of Him. Because of Him. Because of Him. He played a major, major role in that. I want you to see this. Galatians chapter 6. Let me just read this to you. Put, definitely put these on the... Galatians 6, 6. The one who is taught the Word is to share... All good things with the one who teaches them. The one who is taught the word is to share all good things. So it's not just finances. It's it's all good things. Finances included, but it's all good things with who? The one who teaches them. Pastor Gene has taught Nicole and I some good things. He's taught us the word. And our job is to share with him of all good things. When we're blessed and we're overflowing, I make sure, I make sure, Lord, how much do you want me to, to how much do you want us to give to Pastor Gene? And that's not a theory to us. That's not just like something we want to do. No, we do that. Why? Because he's taught us the word. I remember one time I had a doctrine. Some of y'all, I, I just saw something in the word. I thought I had a revelation. I thought, ooh, that's a good one. Man, we're just going to go somewhere with this. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be so good. I had a revelation. I had a bias. I wanted to be, you know, kind of something special and come up with a revelation, you know. I just, and I was like, ooh, I found something. I got something. I, I got something good. And uh, I went over, and uh, I drove over to Rockingham, to First Assembly in Rockingham, and Pastor Gene was there, and and I, I'd been meditating on this for a while, for, for months and months. And all of a sudden, I, I told Pastor Gene, I said, I said, let me share this with you. And uh, let me share it with you. We were standing in his office. And I said, here's what I believe the Lord showed me. And I shared it with him. And uh, less than two minutes, he said, um, well, what about this scripture? What about this scripture right here? And I went, Pastor Gene, that just blew my whole doctrine out of the water. That just, that just ruined everything. So much for my revelation. Now, I, 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 wasn't, I was really happy because here's the thing. Had I run with that revelation, which was actually not true, he, his script, the one script, he took one scripture in less than two minutes, something I'd been meditating on for months, and he pastored me. He shepherded me. I thought I had something. I thought I'd got a revelation from God. And he shepherded me. And then you know what would have happened is if I'd have taught that, I'd have been responsible for a false doctrine. I'd have been responsible for a false teaching. I would have hurt myself and I would have hurt other people. And because, praise God, the Lord had me bring it to him. And praise God, he had the wisdom as a gift from the Lord. And, and we're supposed to share all good things. Let me just read the rest of these verses. The one who has taught the word is to share all good things with the one who teaches them. Verse 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, this he will also reap. 
Now, a lot of times we, we use that in a negative sense, but it's also used in a positive sense. God's not mocked. You, you start sowing and giving because God said to, and out of a heart of love, God's not mocked. He's not going to let that seed fall to the ground and not produce a harvest. God's not mocked. God's not mocked. God's not mocked. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Eternal life is a fellowship with God. John 17, 3 says, This is eternal life, that you may know the Father and the Son. And then Acts 17, 28 says this, If we are in that eternal life, if we're in fellowship with God, in Him we live and move and have our being. In Him. So in other words, He's saying, if you'll sow by the leading of the Holy Spirit, if you'll sow by the Spirit, you're going to reap the overflowing Zoe life of God, the full life of God, the joy of the Lord, the supply, the provision, the health, the protection, the deliverance. You're going to reap from God if you are constantly walking and sowing your life, not just finances, but sowing our lives to the Spirit. This morning, you're sitting here this morning, you're sowing your time. You have an expectation. Lord, I'm sowing my time into you today because I love you, but Lord, I'm going to receive something today. Anybody going to receive something today? I'm going to receive something today. You have a right to believe that, and you should put faith in expectation on it. Let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due time we will reap Say that with me. We will reap if we do not grow weary. So then, while we have an opportunity, hear this. While we have an opportunity, let us do good to all people and especially to those who are of the household of faith. Especially to those who are of the household of faith. So I want you... Just stand up with me if you have your offering ready. And let's just, you know, we're sowing into the kingdom of God. But we're sowing into the things of God. This is an offering. This is a a ministry of our love to the Lord. Again, nobody has to give. You're welcome to be here. We're sowing into you. We serve serve you. If you want to take part with that, you can. If you don't want to, you don't have to. But Lord, we offer this to you today. We offer you our love. We offer you, Father, the seed led by the Spirit (laughs) in the love of God. And we praise you for the opportunity that while we may have the opportunity, we give into those, especially in the household of faith. Lord, thanks for an opportunity to give today. And Father, we put faith on it. We're receiving a harvest today in Jesus' name. Amen. You may bring that forward, place it in the basket. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Lord, every penny is a special and very special seed to you. You consider it holy. This is a part of your ways. Father, let every penny that people give, even if they weren't prepared to give today as they just turned the envelope back in, That's giving to the ministry of God. Lord, 
Let it be blessed. Pressed down, shaken together, running over in Jesus' name. Running over in Jesus' name. Running over in Jesus' name. Do you receive it? Running over. Say it with me. Running over in me. Running over in me. Lord, we receive it today and we praise you. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. You may be seated. Amen. <laughs> Anybody ready today? Yeah. I'm so ready. I've been looking forward to this all week. You know, uh, October is Pastor Appreciation Month, and um, there were months where that didn't happen in Boomerang, and uh, there were months that were tremendous in Boomerang uh, where people did that. And, um, you know, I think this week we've had people here all week and a part of Pastor Appreciation, they've been working on the grounds and painting buildings and taking out, taking out old windows and everything and everybody that's had any hand in anything. Thank you so very much for what you're doing. One thing I did see, I haven't seen it all yet. I, I, I haven't even gotten a list of what everybody's done yet. I just know people were busy and life groups were here all week and I know one thing is the, the fellowship hall basically got wa washed down and repainted, and it looks amazing. I walked by, I was like, glory to God, that looks awesome. And, uh, you know, that blesses me because the whole purpose of us being here is to advance the kingdom of God. And every time that we look after the Father's house, it helps people receive from the Lord. It helps people receive. This is a place where, where believers are built up. This is a place where believers are built into the fullness of the stature of Christ. And so as you do those things, you're helping just even the perception of people that come in or come by. Oh yes, this is the Lord and the Lord is pouring out and the Lord wants to do good things to His people and through His people. Amen? And I just appreciate so much everybody that's had a hand in that so far this week. And uh, one of the things that I wanted to tell you is, Nicole told you uh, back in, what was it, 2000 or 2001? 2000? Yeah, right around 2001 is when we met Pastor Gene. And he was the pastor uh, to our pastor at that time. We were going to church in Rockingham. And uh, then the Lord called us and sent us to Albemarle. Uh, we didn't know at that time we'd be planning a church some years later, uh, but we just knew the Lord sent us here. And when he, when he did, uh, we went through, we went to a church for a while, and, and then I was actually licensed and ordained. Uh, I was licensed and ordained under a minister and, uh, in Tennessee. And the Lord, the Lord told me, uh, right before we started the church, the Lord said, I want you to cut that ordination and I want you to, uh, I want you to let go of that connection in that way. And uh, I didn't understand that. I, I really didn't understand that. I didn't, I'm like, we're about to start a church and you want me to turn in my ordination papers. <laughs> like, what? That didn't make sense to me. And they hadn't done anything wrong and I didn't understand that. I didn't understand why they hadn't done anything wrong, but the Lord had led me that way. About a year later, the Lord showed it to me, and uh, he said, the reason why I wanted you to uh, drop that connection is that you had vision 
You had vision, and I've sent you to this place. I've sent you to central North Carolina. And he said, if you would have kept that connection in the spirit, you would have started to have vision for Tennessee, where he's called to, and uh, you didn't need to go any further. And that was true as soon as he said it. I knew, because I started having vision for central Tennessee because of that connection, and the Lord wanted me to change that. And so, of course, now I'm going in to start in a church, and I don't really have a pastor. And that, like, that doesn't make good sense. How could a pastor pastor correctly without having a pastor himself? I'd be sowing seeds of rebellion. And I was like, I'm not going to sow seeds of rebellion into a con- I'm here to help people, not sow the wrong seeds into them. And I started praying. I said, Lord, who do you want me? I need to connect with somebody that is a, a person of faith. I need to connect with somebody who's a pastor. I need somebody in my life that will help me, that will, that will show me the way, that will straighten out my doctrine when I think stupid, right? I need somebody, and immediately while I was praying, it did not take long at all, Pastor Gene came up in my prayers. And I said, Pastor Gene, I love Pastor Gene. And the Lord said, that's why I'm connecting you with them. And, uh, and I called them on the phone. And I did, at that time, I didn't know if it was a permanent thing or a temporary thing. I said, I, I really, it was kind of like, I don't know what I'm asking for how long or anything, but will you be my pastor? You remember that conversation? Will you be my pastor? And he said, Knowing him, I don't remember your exact answer right at the moment, but knowing him, he probably said, well, I'll pray on that. <laughs> well, I'll pray on that. And uh, all of a sudden, he, he, he got back in touch with me, and he said, yes, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I'll be your pastor. I feel the Lord on that. And uh, he's been our pastor ever since, a shepherd to us, somebody we could lean on, somebody we could call, and uh, such a blessing. And I'm telling you, the wisdom of the Lord has, has flowed through this man into our lives and therefore into your lives, sometimes unknowingly. But it's been the wisdom of God that the Lord poured out in the gift of a pastor to us. And we just appreciate you so much. Yeah. And we thank you. And you are a part of our family. And uh, <laughs> amen. Let me, let me tell you this story about him. When we, had, when we dedicated this building and Dr. Rodney uh, Howard Brown came and dedicated it, uh, Pastor Gene, we had him a seat with the family. I think it was right over here, wasn't it? And we had all of our family sitting here, and uh, we had Pastor Gene sitting with the family. He talked about that for like two months after that. They had me sitting with their family. They had me sitting with their family. He said, I'm a part of the family. He was excited he was a part of our family. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, that blessed me. That's the heart. And so earlier this week, I just had it in my heart. I said, for Pastor Appreciation Month, I kind of want you to come and, and, and can you come and preach, a, you know, preach whatever the Lord leads you to preach in honor of Pastor Appreciation Month, but I also wanted to appreciate him. And, and Boomerang, I just ask you right now as we receive him, he's going to minister to you. Can you appreciate my pastor this morning? Would that, that be all right with y'all? You think you could do that? Let's just praise God for a gift of a pastor. I love you. Turn it on.
My goodness, y'all can have a seat. Boy, my head's swelling. I'm not kidding. <laughs> But you know, when I was uh, just worshiping, the worship team did such a tremendous job. I'm telling you, I, it was, I just loved it. And I thought to myself, I just love being in church with God's people. I love it. Been doing it for 42 years. And uh, I just love it. I just love the local, I mean, I love the local church. You know, you watch church on TV, that's fine and well and good. But I like the real deal. And most of my ministry has been in smaller churches, except we were in Greensboro. That was a, sort of a big church to us. But I love it. I love just being with people. I'm just looking at you eyeball to eyeball when I'm ministering. I just enjoy that. I, 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 I really, all my years of ministry, it's been dealing with a lot of problems that people have. But <clears throat> that's just the way it goes. And I don't mind it. There's a gift in me. Like they say, God gave me that gift. He, he did. And it works to help people from time to time who want help. So I really appreciate it. And I appreciate this couple. Uh, I, <laughs> when Nicole was given that, that word, just, I, mean, I mean, I'm thinking, that's something. I mean, I don't know if I can stand up here and say anything. But I did catch on one thing about cheesy jokes. You see, I'm, a, I'm good at cheesy jokes. So I identify with her in cheesy jokes. For example, did you, did, you, did you know that John the Baptist and Winnie the Pooh have the same middle name? <laughs> Ain't that cheesy? <laughs> I've had some people say, what? What's that? And then they could have <laughs> Praise the Lord. So I just thank God uh, for the opportunity to be here. My wife is preaching in my place. She's, when you said, uh, I think a while ago, about the prettiest thing, you can think of immediately Kathy's picture went right up in my mind. It's exactly went in my mind. And um, she kept telling me over and over again, she said, I'm going to miss you today. I'm going to miss you today. But she's going to do great. She always does. Anyway, so good to be with you today. It really is. I want to... Um, and I want to say this too about family. I've got to say this. When I pray for them, I always pray for Abigail, Rachel, and Luke too. See, I knew them would BC before, before kids or be, before <laughs> children. And, and then I saw the, the children come along, and they're in my heart too. Now I want you to understand too about this ministry. You're in my heart. And I mean that. I pray for you. I don't know a, a lot of you by name, but you're in my heart. And um, what I'm going to share with you today does fit in uh, It does coincide with what Brother Brian's talking about regarding influence and how far ranging it can be. And you may not even realize the impact you are having on people's lives because of choices you made years ago. Amen. It can go down through the generations. So I'm going to focus on this. The, 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 the title of this message is Ruth's Choice. Ruth's Choice. Have, uh, how many of you have read through the, that little book in the New Testament, I mean Old Testament called Ruth? You've read through that book before. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. You know the story is, is this. Uh, it's a lady by the name of Naomi and her husband. They, they're in a, a famine there in Bethlehem. So they hear that Moab's doing pretty good. So they go to Moab. 
they take their sons with them. They begin to eat well again. But then <laughs> Naomi's husband passes away. And then her two sons marry Moabite women. And then the two sons pass away. So this woman's dealing with a lot of grief. And then she learns that things have taken, took a change in Bethlehem. So she decides to go back home. And so before she launches out, um, she talks to her two daughters-in-law who are still with her. And they, um, at first, both of them wanted to go. But then she had a real, in her thinking, no, y'all need to stay here, go back to your homes, your family. And one of them chose to do that. The other, Ruth, made her mind up, no, I'm not going there. I made a decision to hang with you. And I'll share with you her exact words just a few minutes. So off they go, and then, you know, as the story goes on, uh, <clears throat> she goes back home. She calls herself Mara, which means bitter, because she's just really dealing with a whole lot of grief and heaviness inside of her. She's poor. But anyway, they go back to the place where they were, and um, then Ruth goes out and begins to help harvest the barley uh, crop in, and what she's doing is just simply following the workers and not even knowing that when she was doing this, that she was actually uh, working in Boaz's uh, fields, who was a relative. And, and then Ruth, uh, Naomi learns about this and says, oh, and then Boaz begins to take notice of Ruth, blah, blah, this. And then, you know, things begin to happen. Eventually they get hooked up, okay? <laughs> All right. That's sort of a brief story. But it's a powerful story. It is so powerful. When you read this book, you don't see the mention of a prophet. You don't see the mention of an angel. You don't see the mention of like mighty moves of God. Yet that whole story is a mighty move of God. In the everyday life of the people. And a lot of times, you're in a move of God, but you don't realize it. You may not feel that presence like we love to feel. I've been in these services before. Everybody's on the floor, you know. Bless God, everybody's feeling good and laughing and all that kind of thing. I would love those services. But this is, this is a story about folks in everyday life who were unconsciously making decisions that had eternal value. I'm talking about yeah. eternal value that resulted in the lives of billions now of people being changed because of choices that were made. And it began with Ruth. It began with Ruth. I want you to turn with me in in the Scripture for just a minute to Ruth chapter 1. And I'm going to be reading from um, a translation. I hope you won't be upset with me about this. It's called the NIV. I like the NIV. Some people are so opposed to NIV that they just make them shiver. But um, in Ruth chapter 1, the reason I use the NIV is because years ago the Lord said, you need to switch. See, I'm a pastor. And you need, because I was using the New American Standard Version, which is a wonderful translation. Brian was quoting from it today. Pastor Brian was. But uh, he, in my own ministry, he said, you need to switch. You need to change. I've been using the New American Standard for 20-some years. So you need to change. And I didn't really know why until I got to know my congregation better. So we've been pastoring in Rockingham for 30 years. So 
I didn't know everybody. I, did, I, wasn't, I wasn't that familiar with the community, you know, the reading level of the people. And then when I switched, I said, oh, as I got to know the people, I said, that's why. That's why it's easier to understand. And God wants his word to be understood and applied. Amen? So that's why he led me to switch. Anyway, beginning with verse 16, chapter 1. This is, these are the words of, of Ruth. But Ruth replied, don't leave me, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people. And your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. How powerful. That's covenant language. In fact, uh, there are many a pastor that's used this from the scriptures of doing wedding ceremonies. They used it a lot of times. Because it's covenant language. And that's what she was telling her. I am linked to you. I am bound to you. I'm connected to you. And that is the way it's going to be. Your God's going to be my God. Your people's going to be my people. She was turning from the, the religion of the Moabites, the friendships, the, the relationships she had there. She was turning from all that, and she was, I'm, I'm connected to you, and I'm going to stay connected to you. Now, she didn't know the future. You've got to understand, when she made that choice, she had no idea that she was actually under the influence of the, Lord, of the Holy Spirit. She was under the influence of God. God was moving on her heart to make that choice. But she wasn't aware of that. <laughs> Praise God. She had no idea what place she would have, how, how her name would be venerated. She had, had no idea that someday there'd be a book in the Old Testament with her name attached to it. No idea. A Moabite. Do you, remember, you know where the Moabites came from? The Bite family. No, it was, it was Lot. Lot, you know, was a nephew of Abraham, and then he, was, he decided to... Uh, make his home in, in Sodom and Gomorrah, and that was a bad choice. So he had to leave that place when it fell under judgment. Fire was coming down, and off he goes. And his wife, you know, she looks back as they're fleeing from the place. The angel said, don't do that. You, you'll be judged. So she looked back. She turned into a pillar of salt. So the girls ran with Lot, and they fled, and they ended up in a cave. And while they were in that cave, the girls said, you know, we're going to never get married, so we need to have kids. So they decided to get dad drunk. So one got him drunk. She got, had sexual relationships with him. Off comes a child. Another did the same thing. One was called Ammon. One son was called Ammon, and the other son was called Moab. From an incestuous relationship. And the Moabites and Ammonites were enemies of Israel for years and years and years. But ain't God merciful? Yes. God deals with a Moabite. <laughs> Even Lot himself, I, don't, I believe he was ashamed about what happened. Okay? But God still has a way of just taking situations that you think are unredeemable. Right. You think it just can't work out. It's such a mess. 
and he'll straighten it out. He always makes miracles out of messes. Do you know that? He does it all the time. He does. Praise the Lord. So, let's talk a little bit about Ruth's choice and its effect upon her and the lives of others. First, she chose Naomi. And like I said a while ago, she chose her God and her people. And when she did that, just like Brian was talking about a while ago, she was connecting with a vision. She had no idea what she was connecting to. But she was connecting to a vision that God the Father had started years ago. That God the Father had established. She, hadn't, she didn't know that. She didn't know that. And when she connected, and here she, here she is following a woman back to Bethlehem who is depressed. When she walks into town, everybody says, Hey, Naomi. She says, No, don't you call me Naomi. Call me Mara. I'm bitter. And then she began to say how much God had just judged her. And, that she, you know, she knew no better. She had a very little revelation of the devil. So she knew no better. So she thought God was the one that causes all this bad stuff to happen in her life. And that wasn't the case at all. God wasn't the cause of all that death. It wasn't God doing it at all. Satan steals, kills, and destroys. Keep that in mind. God is not the one that's stealing, killing, and destroying. Satan steals, kills, and destroys. Okay? So, but she really didn't know any better. God wasn't holding out against her. But that's the way she felt. It truly is. And so, you know, think about Ruth following this woman, and you think, man, she's made the wrong choice here. Look who she's connected to. This woman is is negative and depressed, and, uh, but it was a right decision. It was a wise decision because she found herself right back in a place very special to God called Bethlehem. Yeah. Called Bethlehem. And y'all know who was born in Bethlehem, don't you? Which means house of bread. House of bread. So she connects. It's so important that you ask the Father to lead you to make the right connections. And you make up your mind that that's what I want are the connections, the people that you want me to connect to, the people that you want me to be close to. I remember years ago, I used to watch Oral Roberts, black and white TV. Anybody here remember black and white TV? Okay, just making sure. (laughs) And I watched him in those tent crusades like years ago when I was a little boy. And I was drawn to that. And then as I got older, he, he changed his format and so forth. And I watched him in the 70s. He had this dynamic program on every Sunday. He had the world action singers. But it was Oral Roberts. And he would give a brief, short message. They would sing. It was a real lively 30-minute service, what I remember back in those days. It was powerful. But I was, I was drawn to Oral Roberts. And then, after I went to school, blah, blah, and I, I was in, in my ministry, our first church in Harmony, I got to hearing about this guy called Kenneth Copeland. I'm a Baptist. <laughs> but I'm being drawn to Kenneth Copeland. So I started listening to some of his old tapes, and I can remember those days when I listened to him, I'm thinking, this is hard to take. This guy's rough, man. I mean, he's just boom, 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 boom. <laughs> like punching you all the time but I was still drawn to him and I remember when the, the broadcast came on and I began to watch him on a regular basis 
And I said, I like Kenneth Copeland. I want to be like him. And then when we were at the coast pastoring, I heard about this guy named Kenneth E. Hagan. See, I didn't know that all three of them knew each other. <laughs> I had no idea about that. But someone had a set of tapes about prayer that Kenneth E. Hagan, and Kathy and I listened to those tapes so much we literally wore them out. You know cassette tapes, that's what I'm talking about. Y'all, y'all know what cassette tapes are? Okay, good. Okay, so I'm thinking, isn't it something how God through his spirit, just led us to be connected. And then we had to make a move out of the Southern Baptist Church into a charismatic, spirit-filled church. And the connection that the Lord wanted us to, to, to make was with the Assemblies of God, and that's why we've been there for 30 years. But we still haven't lost those other connections. In fact, I am probably would be known as like a, a word of faith Assembly of God pastor. Because yeah. you go to our book table, that's what I got, I got that stuff out there. I teach those books. I've taught Brother Hagin's several of his books many times in our church. So anyway, I felt blessed. And then, as we got to know one another, and I began to see how he was being drawn to Brother Copeland, to other ministers that I was being connected to, it brought a lot of pleasure to me. First, it was to his pastor, Ken, and then, to, and then I began to see other things developing. And Brian, I said, that's good, that's good. And what a blessing it's been to see the connection he and Nicole have made to other ministries that have helped them in turn. See, I've never met Brother Copeland. He has. He knows Brian by first name. Get that. <laughs> but I pray for he and glory a lot. And he didn't know it, but we go. We go into the Washington campaign, victory campaign uh, in November. We're going up there, Kathy and I are. Anyway. Make good connections. It's up to you to do that, though, because if you make the wrong connections, it can get you off track for years and years and years. Make the right connection regarding marriage. If some of you are single and you want to get married, you pray about that. You see God's face on that. I don't care how good he looks or how pretty she is. You pray about that. You make sure you're making the right connection. You talk to them. Are you saved? I've actually, I've, I've talked with young couples before about pre- premarital counseling, and uh, one will say they're saved, and, and then I said, well, have you asked him if he's born again? Well, no, I hadn't even thought about that. In one situation, I actually didn't marry him. I just pulled back from it. I said, I can't do it. And she went ahead and found her another preacher to do it, and now she's divorced. See, she wasn't thinking through it, wasn't praying it out and seeking the right connection. Because when you get married into someone that you're a born-again believer and you'll be connected to them, it's still a work to have a great marriage, I'm telling you. We've been married be 50 years before long. You had to work at that. And you talk about walking by faith. You better learn how to walk by faith. You better learn how to love by faith and forgive by faith and give by faith. Amen. Glory be to God. So connections are important, and God wants us to be rightly connected. Yeah. Praise the Lord. I'm just thinking right now about others I've listened to through those connections, like Creflo, like Fred Price, who passed away, I think, last year. But I listened to him. I bought his books. I listened to his tapes. I did. Praise the Lord. Tremendous ministries have helped me over the years. So she made the right connection. She stayed in covenant with uh, Naomi, and because of that, other things began to develop in her life. 
because of her choices, right choices. Second thing is this. Ruth chose to be a woman of noble character. The reason I say this, this is an observation of Boaz himself in in Ruth chapter 3, verse 11. And he says this, And now, my daughter, don't be afraid. I will do for you all you ask. All the people of my town know that you are a woman of noble character. That's a choice she made. Character means a lot to God. In fact, ministry does, ministry really, when you're platform ministry and all this kind of thing, you know, that we, we do. It's been what I've been doing all my life is preaching and teaching the Word of God and pastoring people. I say all my life. It's about most of my life now. But uh, he's always looking at your heart. He's always looking at why you're doing what you're doing. He's always wanting, he, what he began to do with me years ago was motivations. Motivations. What's motivating you now as a pastor? What's motivating you in your relationship with people? Always dealing with me on motivations. And sometimes I didn't want to hear that because I would find out the motivations weren't right. It was self-centered, self-seeking, self-glorifying, wanting a big church. Nah. He wants an obedient heart. He wants a heart that is willing and obedient in everything. In everything. (laughs) Praise the Lord. For me, one of the things he's taught me regarding uh, character is that you won't have much of it unless you choose to be a forgiver. Because if if you don't choose to be a forgiver, you tend to develop self-righteousness in your life. You tend to always expect that individual who's wounded you and offended you and hurt you to come to you and apologize. So, oh, I didn't do anything to them. They need to come to me. <laughs> it don't work that way. It don't work that way. I mean, he's taught me a lot about forgiveness, and one of the things is you forgive by faith. You do it by faith, not by feelings. And another thing is you don't expect them to come to you to apologize for what they did to you. You go ahead and forgive them anyway. You go ahead. Why? Because God doesn't want resent and anger and bitterness built up inside of you. He doesn't want us to become self-righteous people. He wants us to stay humble in His presence and recognize that we too have offended people. We too have wounded people. Right? Nobody, everybody does that kind of stuff. It's just a part of life, isn't it? So it's a part of developing your character. Another thing has to do with just when you uh, follow through with your word. If you said you're going to do this, follow through with your word. How many times have I dealt people that work in like as, uh, as, as carpenters or plumbers or whatever, and they say they're going to be there, but then they don't show up? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Are they going to do this, but it's not done? Or if it's done, it's not done with excellence? You see, it's a part of character development. It's imp- those things are very, very important to God. What, the, we, what we do in life, we need to do it as, as unto the Lord. You can't, you, God doesn't separate this building from out there. 
He doesn't separate your being here today and then when you're leaving this building, you're going out into the world. He doesn't separate it. He expects us to be the same wherever we are. He expects us to be persons who are honest, persons who are humble, persons who are forgiving, persons who work at developing character. Real character. It means a lot in the kingdom of God. Amen? Praise the Lord. I don't, sometimes we, we really get all giddy over gifts that people have. And I've met people before that have great gifts, but their character's awful. Because when you begin, get behind the scenes, begin to talk to them, you begin to see things. I can remember one time years ago, this, this well-known evangelist throughout the whole country, he had his own program on, on, on one of the major uh, Christian networks and all this kind of thing. He'd been on a major television show. And we brought him into our community back in the early 90s to do a major meeting there. I was leading a, a group of churches. We pulled together to do this. When he got off the plane and I shook his hand, as soon as I shook his hand, I said, oh, no. The truth was revealed to me that we weren't going to connect. I was wanting to connect. As soon as I shook his hand, I'm telling you, I, I had a witness in my spirit, you're not going to connect. And it, did, it turned out to be that way. Tremendous word. And when he spoke and gave the altar, go, they came. But yet, behind the scenes, things were going on. And it eventually showed up in his life on down the road. Character is very, very important. She was a woman of noble character, and she chose that. That's something that you have to develop. And it will, it will happen over time. It will happen. Some things you know you have to work at. <laughs> you have to learn how to get your mouth under control. How many of you had to work at that? I've had to work at that. That's a part of developing character, getting that tongue submitted to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Amen. <laughs> I mean crucifying the tongue. I mean laying it up on the altar. <laughs> Nail that thing down now. <laughs> Gets us in more trouble than anything else is our tongue, doesn't it? It does. But it's a part of character development. Praise the Lord. So she chose to be a woman of noble character. In James chapter 3, verse 17 and 18, I want to read this to you. Chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. I just finished about a month or so ago. Kathy and I just went through a complete study online with James. Just, just went verse by verse. Just went through it. And this is what the Lord writes or speaks through James to us. James chapter 3, verse 17. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all what? Pure. Pure. Then peace-loving considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. And that's a good scripture to just meditate on and speak out and confess and pray over it and ask the Holy Spirit to help you to produce that kind of wisdom in your life, the wisdom that comes from above. Now, I have learned things growing up in the community I grew up and just being around people over the years that would be like the world's wisdom, the world's way of doing stuff, and always conflicts with God's wisdom. I grew up in, you, you have, you will reflect the culture you're in. 
I mean, I use words, and, and sometimes I'm so country in the way I talk, and I've got a pretty good education, but you can't tell it sometimes by the way I talk. <laughs> That's the truth. I'm still using ain't all the time, and I sound like a country hick sometimes. And it's because I was raised that way. I, I learned to talk from my mom and everybody around me. That's how I learned to talk. And even though I graduated with a degree in speech and theater arts, it still didn't change the way I talked. I'm talking about the, you know, the, the, the tone and the words, that kind of thing. But I have learned this regarding culture brings. Some, some things are okay with God. He just, that's just the way it's going to be. But there are other things that's a part of your culture that's wrong, and you have to identify that and turn from that in the name of Jesus. Yeah. You've got to cultivate heaven's culture in your life. Yeah. You've got to cultivate that in your life. And value that culture in your life. Not, see, I grew up in a mill town, cotton mill town. I grew up in an era where they separated blacks from whites. I can remember so clearly when I was a little boy, because I, I grew up in a community where there were blacks in our community, so that was a part of my life. Yet I can remember this. We'd have our big county fair, but they'd have a day for black folk to go and then a day for white folk to go. And I never did understand, what's that? I never did understand that, y'all. I can remember the time when I'd go to the movie theater in Kings Mountain, at the Joy Theater, the only place they had to go to in my day, and, there was, and, and black folk would sit upstairs and white folk would sit downstairs. I never understood. I'm, I'm very honest with you. I did not understand that. Why is that going on? Because that wasn't in my mindset. But that was a part of the culture. You understand what I'm getting at? Hallelujah. I just... When Kathy and I got married... A friend of mine named Todd Rhodes, a black guy, was in our wedding. I never thought about it. We'll be married 50 years in about two years. I never thought about it. In 1973, when we got married, and Todd was a part of our wedding party, that that was probably the first interracial marriage they ever had at that church. Someone brought that to my attention because I wasn't even thinking that. But that was probably the first time a black person had been in a wedding in our church. And I have a good church. That didn't really dawn on me. But you see, if you aren't careful, you begin to reflect your cultural attitudes, not the Holy Spirit attitudes in your life. Amen? Okay. Third thing is this. She, when she chose Boaz as her husband and guardian, she chose her uh, kinsman redeemer. That's the, that would be the word, her guardian redeemer. Now, in, the, in, the, um, in those days, God set up a system to help, um, let's say, a, a man, an Israeli would have maybe um, had to sell his property because of whatever that took place in his life financially. He just would have to sell his property to another uh, Israelite, well, he then would, uh, uh, I mean, the property meant a whole lot. That property was to stay in the name of the family, yet, um, you know, things just happen. And so a kinsman redeemer would be one to help protect that person, would help maybe to buy that property back, to somehow work it out to get it back in their hands. Or let's say a woman's husband passed away. She has no children from her husband. And it's important that you have children, particularly sons. And then uh, someone in the, the family clan then would become a kinsman redeemer. And the idea was then you would just take that woman and you would kind of 
You marry her, I don't know what they call it really, but anyway, the goal is she has children from you to be raised in his name so that the family name would go on, okay? Uh, Boaz was that, the kinsman redeemer. And when Naomi learned that the connection that Ruth had made with Boaz, her eyes lit up. Because she knew, wow, we got something good going on here. He's taking, a, he's taking a liking to her. And she to him. And so she was doing the best she could to kind of nurture that thing and encourage that to go forward. And then she told Ruth what to do on one occasion. And Ruth went and did it. You read that story. They had a big harvest. Boaz was sitting around with the boys. They had already gone to sleep after their big harvest, after having a big feed and drinking, that kind of thing. And then Boaz was just, you know, resting, and all of a sudden he wakes up, and there's this woman at his feet. And he looks, and it's Ruth. And she said, well, I want you to be my kinsman redeemer. I want you to be my guardian redeemer, if you want to put it in those words. And he knew exactly what she was talking about. He said, she said, I want you to put the fold of your garment over me. In other words, she said, I want your covering. I want your protection. I want you. Well, boy, I got his eyes. Because he was, he was a sort of an older kind of guy. And, uh, and, and he saw, well, she, she really is not wanting a younger man. She's, she's, she's wanting me. She's wanting me. <laughs> and bless God, that's what happened. It all worked out. I don't have time to tell the rest of the details of the story, but it worked out. And then they get married, and she has a child. And that child's name is Obed. Then Obed gets married on down the road, and he has a child named Jesse. And then Jesse gets married on down the road, and he has a child named David. David. (laughs) Naomi didn't know it. Ruth didn't know it. Boaz, when they were all involved in what they were doing, they had no idea all these decisions being made would impact future generations in a positive way. Kings would come from this lineage. And eventually, Jesus! That's the whole point. God had a plan in mind. He was going to use a depressed woman. He was going to use a Moabite woman. He was going to use a big rich old man. But he was going to, he had a plan in mind. And he was going to bring forth his Messiah and it was going to come through this lineage and that's exactly what took place. Praise God. I want you to understand something. Your life is very, very important to God. You may not see yourself that way. You may say, well, I'm not going to be a preacher or whatever. I'm not going to do this. That doesn't matter. You just be who God has called you to be. You do what God has called you to do. You say, my life is important. My life is valuable because I am in Christ and Christ is in me. And Christ has a plan for my life. Oh my God, I'm telling you right now. 
Some of you women right now are going to have kids and they're going to have kids and some of those children are going to stagger you at the things that they do with their lives. And they wouldn't be here had you not been the mama or the grandmama that God called you to be. Praise the Lord. Don't ever think for one minute like the Wesley family. They founded the Methodist church. If you read the history of John Wesley and his his, um, brother Charles, he came from a huge family. His mama was a praying woman. She had a big, a lot of kids, but she'd pull a sheet over something and pray kind of in her quiet time. But she sought to raise those boys right. She sought to raise those kids right. Methodism ain't today what it used to be, y'all. In the beginning, that denomination was on fire for God. And John Wesley had a fire in him, bless God. Glory be to God. When he finally got born again, so he was brought up in a religious atmosphere, but eventually he got born again. He started preaching in his Anglican, Anglican church. They, they couldn't take the message. He was so anointed and so filled with the Spirit of God. And they kicked him out of church that day. Well, he went to the graveyard behind the church. He got up on the tomb of his daddy and finished his message. And then a revelation came to him. I can be just as anointed outside as I can inside. And man, he started preaching, 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 preaching. But he came from a godly mama. You understand what I'm getting at? You, you're precious in the eyes of God. You're valuable in the eyes of God. You're loved. When, when the pastor was talking about beloved, you are beloved by him. He loves you so much. He loves us so much. Listen to this. He loves us so much. This is what he can do. He can talk to every, Everybody can be praying at the same time. It could be millions over the world. Billions may be praying to God. He can hear everybody individually and communicate with all of us at one time in ways in which we need to be talked to. You're talking about making you feel special. He's a big God, got a lot of kids, but he makes you feel so special you seem like you're the only one, that you're the favorite child. You get that? He make you feel that way because you are special to him. You're a treasure to him. You came from him and as a born again believer, you're going back to him. Praise God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I get excited about that. I'm looking at people that God just sees you as super, super important to him. He's got a plan for your life. So don't ever forget that. He's got a plan for your life. He'll use you. For his purposes. You know, I was thinking, I was talking to Brian about this. Uh, back years ago in the, uh, I guess, late 70s or in the 80s, Brother Jim Baker had a powerful ministry in Charlotte, North Carolina. I mean, it was powerful, y'all. Yeah. Good things were happening. Then all this stuff came out, and then it just, the devil used to destroy the ministry and tried to destroy him. He ended up spending five years in jail. Five years. But the sentence was much longer. But God began to answer the prayers of his people and intervened. He'd already dealt with things within Jim. And he set free. It would never have looked like he could get back on television again. It would never have looked like he could ever have a good marriage, a ministry. Look what God did. 
did. He's a good God. He's a forgiving God. He can take situations that people say, you know, when preachers mess up, they think, that's it, they're done. They need to get out of the ministry. They need to go fall in a ditch somewhere and get away. God's done with them. That's not true. He's not true about you either. You may make big mistakes and sin and do stupid stuff that you shouldn't do. That doesn't mean God's through with you. God loves you. He's got a place for you in the kingdom. He's got rewards for you. He's got, listen to this, he's got a great big mansion for you. Rewards for you. And you get to see him forever face to face. Just like I'm looking at you. And I see the shine on you right now. See God eyeball to eyeball. Face to face. Glory be to God. That awaits us. That awaits us. Finish with me. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. this little boy in my church right now. He'll walk up to me and say, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> He'll do it. Yeah. See, God wants you to laugh by faith. Yeah. He wants to enjoy your life today. Yeah. You don't feel like being happy, go, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Get in front of a mirror and go, ha, ha, ha. You can't help but laughing at yourself. <laughs> you look at yourself in the mirror and go, ha, ha. You start laughing at yourself. <laughs> Laughter's good for you. The joy of the Lord's your strength. Amen? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Well, just stand up right now. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Say this with me. I'm so happy, Lord. I'm born again. My name's recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life. I'm indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Greater is He who lives in me than he who lives in the world. You have a plan, a purpose for my life. And my life will be used of you to affect in a positive way the lives of millions of people. Glory be to God! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Praise God! Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. He wants me to do this. I'll pray for anybody who wants prayer till we finish, but he wants me to share something this with you. You know, I'm I'll be 70 before long. And uh, thoughts were coming to my mind about becoming an old man. And the Lord gave this to me. And I read over it a lot. I choose to live this day for the Lord and not myself. 
I choose to fix my mind, F-I-X, fix my mind with the thoughts that come from the Lord. I choose the mind of Christ over negative, depressed, critical, hopeless mind. I choose the victory I have in Christ rather than mull over past mistakes and sins. I'm forgiven because I place my trust and turn to Him for forgiveness and mercy. I have a future, a divine destiny that my Father in Heaven has determined for me. There are people to help, good things to do, gifts to give, and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit to walk in. I choose to think on the future I have in Christ. I choose love over hate, humility over pride, faith over fear and worry, and hope over depression and despair. I have the helper within me. The precious Holy Spirit speaks to me, encourages, and guides me. He is Jesus in me. He always does what the Father of Jesus tells him to do. I choose the sure help of the Holy Spirit. I choose to live my life in Christ to its fullest. I refuse to belittle myself, see myself as a failure, and think the Lord has nothing more for me to do. When you get older, sometimes that's what you think. I choose His instruction and correction. I choose wisdom from above. I choose love and faith and hope. I choose Christ. In my weakness, He's strong. In darkness, He's my light. He's my life and I am in Him and He is in me. Preach that one, Sonny. People want copies of that. Because it has to do with choice. Choice. Amen. A while ago, when I was sitting there, an anointing came on me. I don't really know what it's for. It came on me strong, though. But if there's anyone right now that has a need for prayer, if you have a need for healing in your body, I'd be glad to pray with you right now. You're welcome to come up if you want to come up. I have no specific word, but I'd be glad to pray with you right now. Praise you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay. Glory be to God. Praise you, Jesus. Okay. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. What can I pray with you about? Amen. Y'all married? Husband yes. and wife? You done with that in the name yes. of Jesus? Okay. All right. Thank you, Father. The Word says that he took upon himself our sicknesses and diseases and pains and sorrows and by his stripes we were healed. Amen. So Father, I just thank you for the flow of your healing power right now. We thank you, dear God, that they say, I'm done with it. We thank you for this. I bind every work of the devil that would seek to put an image of sickness in their mind, a thought in their mind, that would bring about a fear or worry of it. I say in the name of Jesus, you're done with what you've done in their minds. I say in the name of Jesus, there's a flow, dear God, of your healing power and the wisdom that you've called them to walk in, Father God, that they may walk in good health. You have children. They're children too. We declare in the name of Jesus, the power of God flows in the lives of their children. We break Satan's power here in the name of Jesus. Decree healing in strong bodies and strong minds in Jesus' name. Amen. Now he says this to me. Do y'all lay your hands on your children? Okay, Father, I thank you, dear God, that your power flows through these hands. 
That when you they lay their hands on these children, their children, Father God, receive that anointing and receive healing and help. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Lord, I just thank you so much for the wisdom that you're giving, Father. Divine direction in making good decisions that are in compliance with your perfect will for her life. That she maintain the connections that you would have her to, to maintain and, and yet have new ones, Father, that would bring her to the place you've called her to be. So don't fear or worry. Don't fret over it. Just listen to your heart. I'm leading you by my spirit in your spirit. I thank you, Father, for the anointing, dear God, that flows right now into her thinking and thought processes that enables her, Father, to have clear thinking, to know well, whatever it is, Father, we just know that you're giving your word to her, to her and making your will known in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes, ma'am. You're battling a certain sickness right now in your body. Okay. Father, right now we thank you for the flow of your healing power. Can you put your hand on your hip right there? Father, thank you for the flow of your healing power right now into this hip in the name of Jesus. We command the pain to go in Jesus Christ's name. And I thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus for guiding her in decisions she needs to make. And and, and we, th we declare in the name of Jesus, she appropriates the mind of Christ and knows what she's to do or not. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Glory be to God. Praise you, Father. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Asthma. All right. Father, I thank you that Jesus took upon himself the curse of the law and asthma's under that curse that we might walk free of that and walk in the blessing of Abraham. So right now, in Jesus Christ's name, just believe it. I lay my hands on you, believe. In Jesus' name, I break the power of asthma. I curse it in the name of Jesus and command it to go. In Jesus' name, we declare to God a complete and total freedom there. We thank you, Father, for the flow of your healing power right now. In Jesus' name. Alakise popopoda bashanda boshata boshata bokila kalama sonda kila kalabala badeyabo. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Balama kiki popopopoda bashanta masopopopopokada bakalabade. Thank you, Lord. Just continue to thank Him that you have received by faith this healing, okay? Ibombon, I prayed for a lady years ago that had headaches every day of her life for years and years and years. I laid my hands on her. I prayed in tongues over it. Didn't even know I was praying for headaches. 
Then he comes back. I meet her years later. She says, you know what? Ever since you prayed, I've never had a headache a day in my life. And had one for years. She felt nothing. But then she noticed about a week or two later, I'm not having headaches anymore. God took those headaches away. Amen. What's, what can I pray with you about? We thank you, Heavenly Father, for the grace you've given him to focus in Jesus Christ's name. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for the growth that he's experiencing in you. We thank you, my God, that you're doing a wonderful work inside of him. In Jesus' name, Malakise popopora bashanta bushanto bushanto makiki kidekala mosopopora bodi boda boda matasisi kitamala masore aleabo. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You know Jesus says your Savior? Filled with the Holy Spirit. Glory be to God. That victory is already working in your life. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Yes, sir. What can I put with you about? In Jesus' name, I speak the peace of God over you right now. Yes, sir. What's your first name? Tony. Tony? Thank you for Tony, Lord. Thank you, love Tony. I thank you for the plan you have for Tony's life. I thank you, Heavenly Father, for using him for your, your purposes. now God's got a plan brother it's a good one I thank you heavenly father for the work you're doing with his wife right now we command the asthma to go in the name of Jesus <laughs> I thank you for using these hands for the kingdom of God I thank you for using this voice for the kingdom of God I thank you for filling his heart full of the word of God father God I thank you heavenly father for what you have planned here in Jesus Christ <laughs> Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. It is done in Jesus' name. <laughs> you laugh much? Yes, sir. You like to laugh? Yes, Keep on laughing, bro. Yes, sir. Look at that smile. That's a beautiful smile. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. You, you know what Jesus has done for you regarding taking sickness and disease. Okay. All right. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. What's your first name? Kiani. 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 I just thank God. I thank you, Father, for meeting Kiani today. Oh, Lord Jesus, I thank you. I thank you so much. <laughs> In Jesus' name. I pray, Father God, for the manifestation of the mind of Christ in Kiani's mind. The Heavenly Father would see things from your perspective and speak truth. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for guiding him by the Holy Spirit. The devil is wanting him to believe this is something he has going to die of or die with. We say that's a lie in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that Jesus took upon himself the curse that we might walk in the blessing. And I speak blessing over him. I declare he's blessed. I declare he's freed in the name of Jesus. We break the power of this MS in the name of Jesus Christ. We declare in the name of Jesus the word of God richly dwells within him. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for putting that in his mind, his heart, and calling him to speak it all the time, that by the stripes of Jesus, Jesus, he's healed. MS was defeated at the cross of Christ. And he walks under the blessing of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Thank you, Father. So that's what I just keep saying. By the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed in MS. I walk under the blessing of Abraham. I live a full and abundant life. I have the strength of God working in me. In Jesus Christ's name. I just keep saying it, saying it, saying it. Praise God and let God do his work. <laughs> and most of all, you know what I do? I'd spend more time laughing. You know what I'm saying? Because he wants you to worry about it. The devil does. He wants you to get your mind on it. He wants you to just make it so big in your thinking. It's like God can't even work it out. That's not true. <laughs> but you know, when you get to laughing at him... You get to laughing and enjoying the Lord. That strength comes. <laughs> you, ever, you ever just got so happy in the Lord you just run around the house? <laughs> you ever run around the church before? You have? Well, keep running. Keep running. Devil don't want you to run. I feel strength in you. Power in you. Anointing in you. Praise the Lord. Blessings on you. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you. Hello, my friend. I just I forgot my way for a while there. And I'm glad I came back. Asking for forgiveness. You believe it, you receive it. He's 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 forgiven you. It's done. What's your first name? I thank you for Emiliano. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that he's reconnected with you. Oh, Jesus. I pray be filled anew with the Holy Spirit. Speak in tongues. Oh, oh Lord Jesus. I thank you for the fire of God on his life in the name of Jesus. Holy Father. Fire in the name of Jesus. 
We declare, dear God, this heart is renewed. We declare in the name of Jesus that the past is in the past, covered by the blood in the name of Jesus. Walk in the fullness of the Holy Ghost. Walk in that fire. Walk in that fire. Praise the Lord. You're saying, well, what do you mean by fire? He's going to burn out of you. Everything needs to be burned out of you. And he's going to energize you like you need energy. And he's going to use you for supernatural purposes. You believe that? All right. Praise. Just raise your hand and praise God. Praise God. Say hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. The fire of God. The fire of God, fire of God is, on me. is on me in Jesus' name. In Jesus name. <laughs> 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 Amen. Praise the Lord. Oh, how are you doing? Bless you. Can I pray with you? Yes. There needs to be healing relationship, Peter, with my son and his family with me. Relationship in the family, heal, heal. We declare it so in the name of Jesus. We break down the powers of darkness that have worked to build a wedge there. We command you to stop your maneuvers and cease your ways. We declare love prevails in the name of Jesus. We declare love prevails in Jesus Christ's name. And my sister's heart is comforted <laughs> and her joy is restored. <laughs> <laughs> you know the good thing about it is because I've been there what you talking about is that even though it ain't fixed yet so to speak I can still be happy I can amen. still say amen. praise amen. God and rejoice in Jesus amen <laughs> praise you Jesus I thank you for such a lovely saint I thank you so much to God for the good things you have done in your life and plan to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. How are, hello, what can I do with you? Pray for you. Amen. Okay. Father, I just thank you for children and grandchildren. We believe, Heavenly Father, that they hear the good word of God and come under the influence of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus that there's put in their lives, though, dear God, that will speak truth to them and help them and bless them in Jesus Christ's name. We thank you, Father God, too, for giving a wisdom regarding surgery. And we just thank you, my God, that you're the healer. Bless God. And we just speak blessing over her and the healing power in the precious name of Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Ain't it good to be filled with his joy? Yes. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Woo, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I got to dance a little bit. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I saw you back there just a grinning and shaking your head. Amen. Amen. What can I pray with you about? Just continued good health. All right. Thank you, Lord. What's your first name? Dole. 
Dole. Lord, I thank you for Dole. I thank you so much, Heavenly Father, that your hands upon his life. I thank you, Father. He says, continue good health. We pray your blessing here in the name of Jesus. I bind any work of the enemy that would seek to bring, Father God, in this part of his body. I bind that work in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord God. For I say in my word that there are rivers of living water, and those rivers live in you through my Holy Spirit. I say it to you, yield to my Holy Spirit. Open your mouth. Praise me more. Worship me more. Spend more time in my presence and the rivers flow. And those rivers will flow into every area of your life, to relationships, to finances, other things that interest you. The Holy Spirit, like rivers of living water, will flow into those areas and bring you supernatural help. And you will realize it's coming from the presence of the rivers of living water in me. Those rivers are flowing in me. Those rivers are flowing out of me. Those rivers are flowing in my mind. Those rivers are flowing in my thinking. Those rivers are opening my mind to hear things I've never heard before and to see things I've never seen before. Rivers of living water. (laughs) Rivers of living water. You know, there's a song that says this, I got rivers of life flowing out of me. You remember that song? Yes, sir. Makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. Opens prison doors, sets the captives free. I got rivers of life flowing out of me. Spring up, oh well. Within my soul, spring up, oh well. And make me whole, spring up, oh well. And be to me that life abundantly. I just sang to you, boy. Amen. I don't sing at all. <laughs> hey. Hey, I love you. You're such a blessing. Thank you. Yeah. You can. name speak to that kidney healing power thank you Jesus for creating miracles you do it call it out by faith and the flow of your wisdom father God into relationships wisdom 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 Thank you. You said, lean not into my own understanding, but all your ways acknowledge me, and I will make the path straight. He is straightening it out. He is straightening it out. He is straightening it out. Confess that. He is straightening it out. He is straightening it out. Straightening it out. Praise the Lord. As Pastor Gene is continuing to minister, just make sure that you're praying. You're you're agreeing with him in faith as he takes as he takes yeah, time with each person. Pray with them like you were praying for yourself, like you were praying for your family member. Stretch your faith out there in Jesus' name. Okay. All right, Father, I just thank you for tell me your first name again. I thank you, Father, for just seeing. Thank you, Father, for giving her insight and wisdom to see things from her dad's perspective that she hasn't seen before. We pray the same for him. I speak the peace of God here. 
I speak the peace of God. I declare love works here. Love covers and love prevails. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen. You're precious to the Lord. You're precious to the Lord Jesus. You're precious. I mean, I don't know if your daddy's told you you're precious, but you're precious to the Lord. He loves you. You know, when, when you start talking to me, do you have a cloth I can lay my hands on and give to her? Just to, that's what it come to me to do. Okay. Father, I just thank you for your healing, anointing, and power. I pray it flow into this cloth right now. In Jesus' name. I pray, Father, when this cloth touches her mother, the power of God flow out of it into her. In Jesus' name. We speak healing over her mother right now in the name of Jesus. And he's, uh, I sense him saying is that your love for your mother and your devotion to her is not going unnoticed by him. And you'll be rewarded for your obedience to him and loving and caring for your mother. Amen. Send it to her in the name of Jesus. Okay. Hallelujah. What can I pray? Thank you for just receive it right now. Lord Jesus, name my love, just receive right now. It's a flow of that power, meeting the needs, solving the problems. In Jesus' name. Oh, Jesus, you Just thank you, Lord Jesus, for working that out. Hey, I saw you a while ago. You got the prettiest smile. Bless you. What's your name? Daddy. Daddy? I'm going to pray with you about it. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Well, I just agree with you right now on this. <laughs> Lord Jesus, I thank you for your mind that's in us. I declare it manifest consistently here in Dottie's life in Jesus' name. And the Lord is not, your tears have not gone unnoticed. Those times when you are praying and even tears come to your eyes, they're not gone unnoticed. He sees the earnestness in your heart, the desire in your heart. He is working it out. He wants you to think that way. He wants you to talk that way. He doesn't want you to fret at all, but just thank him. Thank him. <laughs> Hallelujah. I 
thank you for your precious daughter, Father God. I thank you so much for so, that she is surrounded with faith and love right now. In Jesus' precious name, amen. That's a prayer blessing of your hearing right now. In Jesus Christ's name, thank you for the flow of your healing power there. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, put your hand right there. I thank you, Father, so much for the precious child that's in bearance, for the plan you have for this child's life. You will rejoice in the Lord. You will walk in the peace of God. You will enjoy his presence, even at an early age. Yeah. You will open your heart to him and welcome him into your life. What comes up in me is that he will not get away from the plan of God. Yeah. He, <laughs> he will not get away from the plan of God. I thank you, Heavenly Father, for what you are doing here. I thank you, Father God, for what you have done so far in Barrett's life and her husband's life. I thank you, my Father God, for giving them wisdom, insight, strength, and understanding. I thank you, Father God, for leading them down the right path as parents. I thank you, Father God, that they will impart, 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 and lead, and lead, and lead, and teach, and teach, and teach. And that, Father, all that good seed they're sowing into the life of their child and in children will bring forth a great and wonderful heart harvest in Jesus' name. Amen. And you do a good job leading praise and worship. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. What can I pray with you about? Okay. You got it. You got it. Woo! Glory be to God. We thank you for clarity. We thank you for understanding. We thank you, Father God, it will be step by step as you led Abraham step by step. But there were good steps. There were wonderful steps. And your hand rested upon him all the days of his life. So I thank you, Father God, it will be step by step, little by little, piece by piece. But you will move forward in my plan and purpose as you seek me, says the Lord. And I will guide you and I will leave you. And I say unto you, my favor is on your life right now. Right now. Praise the Lord. Glory. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Jesus. What can I pray with you about? Oh, you scaring you? You're scaring me. <laughs> Everything. I can't pray with you about it. Everything. <laughs> Just life. I don't know. <laughs> Lord Jesus, I thank you for our precious spirit. I thank you so much for what you have planned, for giving her understanding and leading by your spirit as she goes through her life. <laughs> I thank you for the love you have for her, Father God. 
Buremi kise probo Praise you, Jesus. Buremastikiki. And I thank you, dear God, that you take care of our everything. <laughs> In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Do you like to worship the Lord? You do. You do. Yeah, I see that. Just keep doing that. I, what I see is you kind of sitting down sometimes and work. Do you do that sometimes? Just sit down and worship the Lord? Okay, you keep doing that because that's really an intimate time between you and He, and He loves that. All right? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, ma'am. Okay. What's your first name? Deborah. Oh, Deborah. Deborah. I thank you, Father, for this. I believe, Heavenly Father, along with Deborah, for the supernatural strength that you give, the wisdom you give. I plead the blood of Jesus over her marriage. I declare marital reconciliation in Jesus Christ's name. I thank you for working it out, Father. Now this is what I share to you. I don't know. I haven't met you before. But the love of God's in my heart for you. And, and he didn't give me anything regarding your future, regarding marital reconciliation, but this I do know. All right? You are his child. You're his daughter. And if it works out, because I'm not saying, if it doesn't, it don't change God's mind, nor his plan for your life, nor his plan for joy, health, provision, and good relationships. Okay? He changed his mind on that stuff. Thank you, Jesus. Insight, insight, insight. Give her insight in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Oh, glory be to God. Glory be to God. Praise you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. You're blessed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. What's your name? I like that. What can I pray with you about? Father, you've heard those requests as he spoke them in my ear, and I thank you. <laughs> they came forward for prayer. <laughs> I thank you, Father, at such a young age, his heart is tender and open to you. I thank you for David. Oh, yeah. There you go, David. Just receive that anointing in your life, and God is working it out for you, David. Praise you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. What can I pray with you The same thing, God, the wisdom and the wisdom. So I just feel so much condemnation for 
stupid mistakes. In Jesus' name, I break the power of that spirit. I command you to stop your maneuvers and cease your ways of putting thoughts in her mind that are not of you. We break it. We thank you, Father God, that you've not given us that kind of spirit that comes from the enemy. We thank you for, Father, your peace, <laughs> your supernatural wisdom. You ever, you ever, heard, you ever heard this word "chill out"? <laughs> you, you didn't say that a lot, did you? Well, he's saying "chill out." <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> okay, glory be to God. Hallelujah. I thank you for the impartation of wisdom. And you said healing. Is there any specific thing? Um, in my lower back and in my reproductive system. Oh. You want to have a baby? When you get married, right now, man, issues right there. All right? In Jesus' name, we declare healing power flowing in the area of her body. In the name of the Holy One, in Jesus' name, I la kick of ho 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 ha 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 Somebody here needs a ha 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 more. Ha 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 you the one needs a ha 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 more? Father God, that joy is flowing, 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 flowing. <laughs> I thank you, Father. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's done. Okay. It's done. All right. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He healed. <laughs> 
You look like you're getting ready to draw on me right now. You ain't gonna, you ain't gonna okay. <laughs> okay, let's pray with you about CJ. Okay. In Jesus' name, I bind the work of the devil. I speak life over him. I declare, Father God, he led the mind of Christ here in Jesus' name. <laughs> when did you get born again? Okay. Have you given your life totally to Him now? Okay. You been filled with the Holy Spirit? Okay. All right. You've got that anointing there in you. For I will show you those things wherein I call it wrong thinking. And I will enable you, therefore, to think the way I think toward yourself, toward others, toward life. And always keep in mind, I've called you to love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control. So I say, walk in these things. You just lift your hands up right now. You, you, tell me any more time to see you. Okay, just lift your hands up as far as you can, as far as you feel comfortable. Glory be to God. Say, praise the Lord. Say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Say, say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm free. In the name of Jesus, I'm happy, full of joy. Say it. By faith, say it. By faith, say it. I'm full of joy, full of peace. I have the mind of Christ, problem solved, needs met. He enables me to think the way I'm supposed to think. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I thank you, dear God, for a total release. <laughs> In Jesus' name, amen. You ever let God tickle you? Are you ticklish on your side? You're not? You ticklish under your armpits? Okay. <laughs> You're not ticklish at all. Okay, look at me. Oh, man. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> ha 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 <laughs> thank you Lord <laughs> he loves you I love you too it's working out amen you're a strong guy I can tell that gracious a lot drink you need a camera lady back here. I shook your hand a while ago. What's your first name? Oh, that's a pretty name. Tell me, Marilyn, what can I pray with you about? Pain in your shoulder? Okay. And wisdom? All right. Okay. I thank you for the flow of your healing power right now in that shoulder. Mm. I thank you for removing it in Jesus' name.
And Father, I thank you for the impartation of wisdom. I thank you for guiding her by the Holy Spirit. And it is so, I'm giving you my insight and my wisdom on things that you have been seeking me about. I am doing it. I thank you, Father God, that we can sing hallelujahs to you. I thank you, Father God, and praise you that we can worship you. We, Father God, and we can just dance in the Spirit and pray in the Spirit and enjoy you. <laughs> just keep enjoying Him, okay? Just enjoy Him. Whatever it is that you're trying to discern or figure out, He's going to make it plain to you, okay? He ain't through with your life. You believe that? And you say, say Father, Father, I know, I know you're not through with my life. There are people to help, good things to do, and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit to walk in. I give my life to you as a living and holy sacrifice. <laughs> I'm seated with Jesus in heavenly places. Praise the Lord. Mm. Thank you, Father. We praise you, dear God. Peace. Peace.
of the, of the thoughts about you, the way you feel about yourself, about what others can find us. Okay. All right. Thank you, Father God. Father, I thank you for the thoughts that you think toward her, and I pray in the name of Jesus that those are the thoughts that they would just flow up from her spirit to her mind, those good thoughts, those pleasant thoughts, those positive thoughts, those precious thoughts about, Father God, how wonderful she is to you and how much you delight in her, Father God, and love her and so grateful for her willingness to serve you and to give her life to you as a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in Jesus' name, I take authority over the work of the devil. I bind you, foul spirits. Any work of the enemy that would seek to bring those negative, critical thoughts to her mind about herself or others, I bind you in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father God, for just enabling her to pick up on the mind of Christ more fully, more completely, that she may see, Heavenly Father, herself as you see her in the precious name of Jesus. Tell me your first name again. Lisa. Lisa. It's easy to remember now. Thank you, Jesus, for Lisa. Can I hug you a minute? Lisa, Jesus loves you. And the day's coming when he's going to come up to you personally. He's going to do this. <laughs> he thinks a lot about you. You believe that? Yes, sir. what can I do? Spiritual and financial breakthrough in his leading. He's looking for what he wants from me. I'm working with him. Let him do it in me. Okay. Lord, I agree with that in Jesus Christ's name. So we thank you for a greater understanding, Father God, of your ways and plans, of your word in sight word and increased love for your work in Jesus Christ. Okay. What I sense is that regarding the grace of God that you just spend more time studying about the grace of God. You understand what I'm saying, brother? And, yeah. and focused on that grace. Andrew Womack's got some good insight on the grace of God. But anyway, just that Okay, because it's going to flow out of that grace when you, you, our faith taps into that grace. Oh my goodness, He is so gracious, and that grace is on you. <laughs> if He is on you, it is on you. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise you, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I thank you, Father, that Your grace, Your grace is on my brother in Jesus' name. Yes, sir. Wisdom. What's your first name? Greg. Greg. Father. I pray for your wisdom, God, regarding relationships. Wisdom, God, regarding those areas, dear Lord, that sometimes he's, he's closed about. He's not even talking to others about it. And I thank you, Father, for giving him insight and understanding and knowing what to do and what not to do. I thank you for giving him self-control, self-restraint. I thank you, Heavenly Father. 
that he will know when he's receiving your wisdom because there will accompany that wisdom, his joy, your, your joy, your peace, your love. The world's wisdom don't work that way, but God's wisdom is always characterized by life, by peace, by joy, by confidence. And he's also, what I sense him saying is that you need to believe that from your inmost being, the rivers of living water flow. You've got a lot inside of you that you don't realize. Good things I'm talking about. Insight, understanding, it's there in you because you're indwelt by his presence. Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. I love you. Praise God. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Father, for the flow of your healing power right there in Jesus Christ's name. Yeah. I thank you for that in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Father, for insight and wisdom in the rearing of Samuel. What a wonderful name. So it's yours. It's yours. Step by step, day by day, year by year, I'm leading you by my spirit in the rearing of your child. I'm surrounding him with my favor and love because you've asked it. I'm doing things in him and I will do things through him that will even amaze you. <laughs> Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. How old is he? 18. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I praise you, Heavenly Father. You will do it. It will amaze you. <laughs> Hallelujah. I believe you'll testify to it. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Thank you, Father. Angels are working on your behalf right now regarding that. Mama Kiki Kila Pala Basote Kisa. Yes, sir. Father, I just, what's your first name? Colton. Colton. Father, I thank you for Colton. I thank you, my God, for honoring that desire of his heart right now. I thank you for giving him insight from the Holy Spirit in your word regarding uh, marital issues. The, the, the thing that the Lord wants we husbands to focus on is love. Take that 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and just confess it. I've confessed it thousands of times. I read, take 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and I speak it out. I speak it out. I speak it out. Because that's what we're called to do, to love our wives even as we love ourselves, to love our lives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for it. So what we need is a greater revelation of the love of God that's in us and then walk it out. 
And what the Lord's led me to do is just confess, make confessions of faith regarding that love. And I'll tell you what else I did, Cole, too. And listen, look at me. I'm going to share something. I say this to myself. I will not carry resent nor anger nor unforgiveness toward my wife in the name of Jesus. I am done with it in the name of Jesus. You know what I'm talking about? Sometimes we get angry. <laughs> and I saw that and I said, I'm done with that mess. And I just say, I keep speaking it out because I want to walk into God kind of love toward her. And sometimes I'm a man, she's a woman, we just don't see it eye to eye. But I can still walk in love. Bless you, Cole. Hey, good to see you. Can I pray with you about love? Grace to uh, not think too much. <laughs> You want me to pray God to lop off your head? <laughs> I'm, I'm teasing you. You're natured that way. You're a thinker, aren't you? Yeah. And you analyze stuff. Is that what you do? Very analytical? Well, don't see it as a curse. I will pray with you. I know what you're talking about. Okay? But you, you, are, you have and you're learning to be led by your spirit. I know you are. I know you are. And... That mind you have, he gave you that mind. Just like the Apostle Paul, he gave him a brilliant mind. Okay? And that mind he gave you, and he's going to keep using that mind for his purposes. It's just continue, just continue to say this, I'm led by the Spirit. I'm, I have the mind of Christ, and I choose to yield to the mind of Christ. I refuse to put reasoning over being led by the Spirit. And, I, and, and you know God has been so faithful to help you. I mean, He has really blessed you, hasn't He? I mean, you've seen it. Oh, Lord Jesus. And you're going to keep writing about it, too. And you're going to keep talking about it, too. And what you write and what you say is going to bless many, many people. Praise God. Glory be to God. You got a motorcycle? Not yet. Are you looking for one? Absolutely. All right. Seriously, you want a motorcycle? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's what I can That's my pastor. I'll take that from Pastor Paul Paul. Praise God. You ride a motorcycle? You gonna get it? It's what you want, don't you? That's right. One of them. One of them. I know it's that, so it come up. Wrong. I never done that before in front of anybody before. It's God. Hey, that kid. It's anything else? I just importation because I'm on leadership here. So since you're spiritual grandpa, I want to receive anything. Any importation I can get. You're doing good up in this part of your body right now? Uh, there, well, the attacks, I guess. Physically trying to. Okay. In Jesus' name, I break Satan's power here. I thank you for the flow, dear God, of your provision and the meeting of the need in the body, his body in Jesus Christ's name. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I thank you, Father God, for... <laughs> Amen. You're blessed. Amen. I bless you. I love you. Love you. 
Hallelujah. on TV. <laughs> you are blessed. Yeah. You are blessed to hold her up. I thank you, my God. Oh, Lord Jesus, I thank you for the river she's just swimming in, bless God. Oh, I thank you for the flow of your spirit, dear God, in her heart, in her mind. I thank you for the anointing that's upon her, dear God, to lead in praise and worship as well as to help others in many other ways. <laughs> and I thank you, dear God, that out of her heart will flow that joy into which she will impart to others as she's around them, prays for them, and speaks to them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God. Ooh, glory be to One God. One more. One more. Oh, mercy <laughs> God. Everyone, everybody wants to be blessed by Pastor pa, Grandpapa. Bless God. You're the photographer, aren't you? You got a lot of good pictures today. Yep. <laughs> what can I bring with oh, you? Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. That's yours. Tell me your first name. Huh? Joni. Joni. Mm. Joni. Joni and Chachi. You remember that? Joni and Chachi? You don't remember that? Yeah. <laughs> no. So it's how old I am. Thank you, Lord, for Joni. Thank you for the gift that you've given her, Father, to just see things with that eye she has, that perspective she has, dear God. And guiding her by the Holy Spirit, Father, and your plan and purpose for her life. <laughs> I pray the word richly dwell within her. And the subject that she's interested in that you, Father, give her understanding of those subjects as she studies your word that she hears. She listens to those who have greater insight on those subjects that, that she in turn will be blessed and then put things together in her own thinking and then share it with others, Father God. Some reason he's just saying speak strength over your arms. So I speak strength over her arms right now in Jesus' name. Supernatural yeah. strength over her arms, over her shoulder, over her entire, this part of her body in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory be to God. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We're done, brother, aren't we? Are we done? Yeah, least, bless you. It's been a blessing to be with you all today. Praise the Lord. I love it. I love you and you're in my heart. Amen. Amen. I love you, brother. Love you. Glory be to God. Amen. <laughs> praise God. How about we just praise God for the gift of a pastor? Amen. Father, we just praise you and we worship you. Thank you for that word. Thank you for the word on covenant and the decisions that we make and how they play out, Lord. Even when there's not an angel, there's not a prophet. But Lord, you're helping us, you're leading us, you're showing us. And out of character and the leading of God, Lord, let people have the connections, the God connections, the covenant connections.
that you've called us to have. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. And Lord, we just praise you and worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Barrett's going to wrap it up and dismiss you. She probably got a couple of things to tell you. I do have a couple of things to tell you. They won't be long, though. First of all, thank you again for being here, Pastor Gene. We love you so much. We've got a really, really good spiritual lineage in this church. A really phenomenal foundation for us to build upon. Praise God. Okay, a couple of updates. No youth service tonight, but youth in grades 6 through 12, be ready for a great, and according to Buddy, this is not my word, epic, epic meeting next Sunday. Oh, I'm sorry. That wasn't Buddy. That was Pastor Nicole. They sound so similar. So great and epic meeting next Sunday. Youth is going to be great. No 6 a.m. prayer this week. Impact students, you've already been given instructions from Pastor Nicole. If you have any questions, reach out to her. Ladies meeting, you're going to meet this week tomorrow at 6 p.m. at her house. Um, If you have questions, ask not when she's on the ground. Wait for her to get up or we'll give you information. Or Amy, who is also not here. So if you have questions in person today, ask Pastor Nicole because she's so pretty and wise. We're going to be passing out candy to the kids downtown this Thursday evening. If you would like to donate candy, there's empty bins right out front. You are welcome to do that. And if you have questions on that, you can ask Amy that as well. Amy is just the lady to talk to, not today because she's not here, on Voxer. So we love you. Thank you so much for being here. We're going to be back next Sunday morning. Bring a friend, bring people you know, because it's Pastor Appreciation Sunday next Sunday. Come ready to honor the gifts of God that God has given us. We thank you, we love you, and we'll be back next week. Mm -hmm.